0: Hello and welcome to Just the Bible Will Do podcast with Pastor Jonathan Smith. I want to take this moment and say thank you so very much for listening to our podcast today. And I hope that something we say will be a blessing and a help to you as you try to grow your walk closer to the Lord. Uh, Let's go to the Lord in a moment of prayer today. Before we do, find your place in James chapter number 3 today. James chapter number 3 as we start the seventh part to this series on the Christian and our behavior. And uh, let's go to the Lord in a moment of prayer. My dear Grace, Father, Lord, we want to thank you for another opportunity to come around today and learn from your Word. Lord, we pray today, God, those that are listening, we pray that you will touch them and help them and help us today. Lord, just not be hearers of your Word, but God, let us be doers of your Word today. Lord, if someone is listening today and they're lost without you, Lord, we pray that you will save them before it's eternally too late. God, we pray for those that are sick and afflicted. Lord, we pray that you will touch them and help them and heal them if it be thy will. And all these things we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Last week in our podcast, we began a series on wisdom. And we dealt with wisdom and its course. And we dealt with the sin of the mind. And we dealt with the wicked behavior of man. Today, I want to deal with the wisdom and its source. And I want us to take verse number 15 through verse number 17 today. And there's a few things that I want us to look at. Number one today, I want us to look at the source of human wisdom. We know that there's two different types of wisdom that exist. You've got the earthly, carnal, and worldly wisdom of unsaved people. And then you have the wisdom of God. And today, when we think about wisdom, we think about Solomon, who was one of the wisest men in the world. The wisest man that God put his hand upon, but Solomon used some of his wisdom for the wrong things. Later on in the life of Solomon, you will find out that Solomon brought idols into his kingdom, and Solomon began to worship other gods instead of the one and true God. Sometimes we can have wisdom and knowledge and sometimes it's we have uh, too much for our own good. And sometimes we think we're wiser than God. We think that we know more than God. And because of that, it will get us in trouble. And today, friend, we must ask God to help us be wise and to make wise decisions. One of the wisest decisions that a person can make today is by giving their heart and life to Christ. The second wisest decision today is when is a person asking God, God, hide me behind the cross. Because this Christian life today is not about making a name for ourselves, but it's about making a name for Christ. Uh, this Christian life today is not about you. But it's all about Him and Him being God. This Christian life today is not all about making a name for the preacher, making a name for the church, and making a name for the Sunday school teacher. But this Christian life is all about making a name for God. And today, friend, if you are trying to get wisdom to make a name for yourself instead of making a name for God, then you are failing as a Christian. James here begins to summarize as he begins with the threefold source of human wisdom and preacher where does he get where does he get that from well go with me to verse number 15 today and he deals with its outflow he said the wisdom descendeth not from above but is earthly sensual and devilish I want to say number one today James begins with the secular source. He says this wisdom, when he deals with this wisdom, he's dealing with a a fake wisdom and he is denouncing it. James here expresses that a fake wisdom will express itself in various ways. It will begin with all human philosophy, psychology, science, religion that betray their secular origins. When we think about this today, there are a lot of people who say that they're wise in the Bible, but they're really not because they've pinknifed the Bible to make the Bible say what fits their lifestyle. We know that by the time Christ came, the great philosophers of Greece and Rome had came and gone. They had been unable to produce any real answers to life's most profound problems, Modern psychology, and there's nothing, I mean, if you have to go to a psychologist a psychologist or a psychiatrist, I'm not faulting you at all, but be careful today because there's some modern psychologists today that cannot give you the answer for some of the problems that are going on in your life. There are some problems today in your life that only God himself can take care of. I think about the woman with the issue of blood. She went to every doctor. She went everywhere that she could go. The Bible said she spent all that she had. And the Bible says that she went out and she touched the hem of the garment of God. And God was the one that gave her the ultimate healing. The Gadarene maniac in Mark's Gospel chapter number 5. He was a man that the world tried to tie up. The world tried to tame. The world said, There's no hope. The world said, There's nothing we can do for him. But God the Holy Ghost made his way down to that way, made his way down to Gadara, and he began to talk to that man. He said, Sir, what is thy name? And he said, My name is Legion, for we are many. And that day, Christ uh, cast that man's devils out of him, and Christ saved him. And the world's wisdom couldn't answer how that happened. But with Christ, all things are possible. The world's religion, except for Islam, which was borrowed extensively from Judaism, Christianity, and the Bible, had all their day, and it be given ample time to distribute to. Dist- to dist- Excuse me, let me get my words right. To demonstrate their essential idolatry and bankruptcy by the time that Christ came. There was, when we think about that, I think about the time that the prophet went up against the prophets of Baal. And the prophets of Baal cried out for their gods to pour fire down on their. On their idols. And the, and the prophet there begin to poke fun and say, What is it? Is your God asleep? Is your God dead? Is your God ignoring you? Is your God this? Is your God that? And they said, Alright, Mr. Prophet, it's your turn. And the man of God began to pray down. And fire fell from heaven. And they seen who the real true God was. So today, friend, your idols will not tell you true wisdom. Freed, who a man who ate who hated Christianity and called himself a completely godless Jew and a hopeless pagan, invented certain parts of modern psychology. He endorsed irresponsible behavior and made it respectable. He gave irresponsible people welcome excuses which with was to justify their behavior. Can I say something today, friend? There is no type of behavior today that can be excused. When I think about that today, a murderer who pulls the trigger on a gun, he made that decision or she made that decision to do that. It's not the gun's fault that it happened, but it's the person who's behind the gun that caused it to happen. Well, they wasn't in their right mind. Well, friend, they somewhere made a decision to get a gun, and somewhere they made a decision, I'm going to kill a bunch of people in the process. So, there's no excuse today for murder. There's no excuse today for rapist. There's no excuse today... For child molesters. Well you don't understand. I was born this way. Yeah you was. You was born a wicked. Sorry. Low down. Rotten heathen. We all were. Romans chapter number three, verse number 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But Paul also wrote in Romans chapter number six and verse number 23, for the wages of sin is death. So you keep living in your sin. You keep doing the things of your sin, full lifestyle. You just keep on dealing with your secular wisdom. And I will tell you today, friend, and I do not say this being mean, and I do not say this being ugly, but I say this with all sincerity, your secular wisdom will send you straight to hell. For the wages of sin is death. Keep making excuses for your sin. Keep making excuses why you're a rapist. Keep making excuses why you're a thief. Keep making excuses why you're a liar. Keep making excuses why you're this and why you're that, instead of Send him before a thrice holy God and saying, God, I am a sinner, and God, you and you only are the one that can help me. If you keep making excuses for your sin, you'll face that death. But I'm glad that that verse of Scripture didn't in there. Verse, the last part of verse number 23 says, But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. The first John 1.9 says, if we are faithful and just to confess all of our sins, that Christ is faithful to forgive us of all of our unrighteousnesses. I want to say today, friend, that you as a sinner can confess to God, hey, I'm a wicked sinner. God, I have sinned against you. God I have failed you. God the wisdom of this world says it's okay to be a murderer. The wisdom of this world says it's okay to be a rapist. The wisdom of this world says it's okay to be a drunkard. The wisdom of this world says it's okay to be a fornicator. The wisdom of this world says it's okay to live in adultery. The wisdom of this world says it's okay to be the sinner that I am. But God you said that there's a a penalty for my sin. But God, you not only told me that there was a penalty for my sin, but God, you said that there was a payment that was made for my sin. John chapter number 14 and verse number 6. The Bible says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can come unto the Father but by me. When I think about that today, Christ has made a way, Christ has made a payment for your sin by shedding his own blood on a cross so that you and I can have life and have it more abundantly. There's not a sin too big and there's not a sin too small that the blood of Christ cannot cover. I'm grateful for that today. Hebrews chapter number 9, verse number 22. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And I'm grateful today that I don't have to have the worldly wisdom that tells me my sin is okay. Because my sin is not okay in the eyes of God. My sin today cost a man his life whose name was Jesus. A man who knew no sin became sin for us. I think about the secular wisdom today. Secular wisdom today will tell you that you can cover your sin. The Bible says, He that covereth the sin shall not prosper. And today, friend, you can cover your sin all you want to. But God sees exactly who you are, where you are, as you are. You might can fool the preacher, you might can fool your spouse, you might can fool the church, but you cannot fool God. Moving on today, a secular wisdom. I didn't mean to chase that rabbit, but I believe it's right where we needed to be. The secular source comes from the world. Secondly, James goes on, he said earthly, then he deals with the sensual sensual source of earthly wisdom. When we think about this today, it is the Wisdom of the natural man. It has to do with this physical side of the natural man. The way James uses the word here points perhaps to physical part of a man. And to wisdom that springs from the corrupt desires and affections of the natural man. It refers to wisdom that has its roots in man's own lower nature. When we think about sensual today, we think more about the body, but also another word can come from this is the word psychic. The word fleshly also comes from this. The worldly wisdom that James has in mind is that of a man in his unsaved state of sin. The lower nature of the unsaved man today, friend has a hunger, an appetite, lust, craving, and desires which he does not wish to or cannot control. He finds a way, somehow, very sophisticated to ra- and rationalize his sin. Today, friend, there's no way to rationalize sin. There's people today that try to blame their parents, their environment, their genes. They try to blame their, their friends, their peers, their co-workers. Don't blame anyone for your sin but yourself. And be always remember this, be sure your sin will find you out. You're not a pervert today because your mama was a pervert or your daddy was a pervert. You are a pervert today because you chose to be one. You're not a drunker today because your mama was one or your daddy was one. You're a drunker today because you chose to go down the same lifestyle that they went down. You're not... You're not in prison today because your daddy was in prison or your mama was in prison, but you're in prison today because you chose to go down a lifestyle of sin that took you farther than you ever thought it would take you. You're not on drugs today because your mama was on drugs or your daddy was on drugs, but you're on drugs today because you chose to say yes to drugs. People want to blame their sins on different people and different things. I give this example at church all the time. If you are an extreme diabetic and I bake a beautiful cake and I set it in front of you and I say, so-and-so, would you like to have a piece of this cake? And you say, why, yes, I would. And I don't know that you're an extreme diabetic and you eat that cake and you die. Whose fault is it that you died? You say, well, it's yours. You made the cake. No, it isn't mine. It's yours because you chose to eat a piece of the cake, knowing that the consequences of eating that cake could be deadly. Today, friend, there are people who are choosing their lifestyles Because that's what they were raised to do. Instead of saying, no, I'm not going to be like mama. Instead of saying, no, I'm not going to be like daddy. Or saying, no, I'm not going to be like my grandpa. I'm not going to be like my grandma. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go after the ways of God. I'm going to follow God. You said yes to sin. And look where your sin has brought you today. You think about people that are sitting in jail today. Where are all their friends at? Where's all their family that they say they're the reason and that they're in jail? It separated them from a life of freedom. So be careful today where you get your wisdom from. It's earthly. It's sensual. In other words, it's fleshly. Thirdly today... Looking at sin, or at wisdom, sorry, looking at wisdom, it can also be satanic. James says this wisdom is devilish. The word for devilish can be rendered as demonical. It only occurs here in the New Testament. The first time the word wise occurs in the Bible is in connection with Satan's temptation of Eve. He directed her attention to the forbidden fruit and let her dwell upon the fact that it was the tree to be desired to make one wise. Satan's greatest cunning, however, is displayed in his invention of hundreds of false religions. These are useful tools to keep his captives and soul destroy in bondage. And to lure believers from their fidelity to the simple truths of the gospel. When I think about the devil today, he would love for you and I to take a piece of that cake that would kill us as Christians. Not only do we see its source, but let's get down to verse number 16. I want us to look at its outcome Preacher, what do you mean? For where envy and strife is. I want to say that when we take of this wisdom out of verse number 15, talking about a worldly wisdom, it brings us into a state of ungodliness. The Bible says, Be ye holy, for I am holy, thus saith the Lord. You and I today must be careful in what we say, in what we do, and how we act because we have a testimony that we belong to God. And he says, And there is confusion in every evil work. The word confusion here is the idea of a disorder. When I think about that today, I think about those who are supposedly confused about different things in their life. Can I say this today? That God is not the author of confusion. God didn't make a mistake today. I don't care how unpopular this is. This is Bible. God didn't make a mistake today when he made you a man. and God didn't make a mistake today when he made you a woman. So you shouldn't be confused if you're a man or you're a woman. You should accept what God made you to be. And if you're confused on why you feel like you're a woman and you're a man or why you feel like you're a man and you're a woman, just remember that confusion didn't come from God. It came from the devil and his angels. And what you need to do is say, God, I'm a man or God, I'm a woman. And God, you made me this way. And God, I want you to clear all that confusion out of my mind. And God, I plead the blood over my mind, over my conscience, and over my spirit. And God, I want to be content and happy with what you made me and how you made me to be. The reason there's so much confusion today in this world is because the devil is lying to a bunch of people. Another reason there's so much confusion today in this world is because mamas and daddies have failed to teach their children the Word of God. Us as Christians today, we have failed to witness to those that are lost because they're nasty, because they're old, because they're too young, because they're this, because they're that. Nobody else wants to do it, so why should I? No friend, you and I today, should take the Word of God to them. And show them that God is not the author of confusion. And that there's a God that can save them. When I think about that today, I think about different people that are confused about lots of different things. They're confused on what they believe. They're confused on who they are and what they are. They're confused when it comes to the Word of God. We don't need more versions of the Bible written today. We just need some men and women to step back and say, God, help me to understand Your Word. And God, give me wisdom. Lastly today in verse number seventeen. Verse number seventeen, but the wisdom that is from above, talking about from heaven, that I'm talking about from God. Number one is pure. When I think about pure today, I think about Solomon in the book of Proverbs. Solomon was dealing with a pure wisdom free from from defilement. The first nine chapters of the book of Proverbs contrast wisdom with immorality and impurity. Proverbs chapter number one verse number six through verse chapter number two Verse number 15 is wisdom's call. And it deals with the immoral woman. And goes all the way through Proverbs chapter number 9 and verse number 18. When we think about this today, Solomon says that wisdom stands in the streets and at the great thoroughfares where people congregate, offering herself to the simple, to the unlearned, and to the fool. She offers to make them wise, to lead them in the path of light. She is of old the companion of the Creator Himself, thus cleverly solemn and contrasts her with the wanton woman who likewise plies the streets and marketplaces, offering herself and her advertised charms to fools. Heavenly wisdom is pure. I will never suggest or condone anything unclean or vile. Wisdom never offers a defiling thought. It partakes in the impeccable righteousness and absolute holiness of God. He says it is pure. Not only does he deal with the basic characteristic, but then he deals with the benevolent characteristic. Number one, he deals with wisdom's motivation. Preacher, what do you mean wisdom's motivation? He says, first of all, it's pure, then it's peaceable. The word for peaceable can be rendered peace-loving or disposed to peace. Solomon said of of wisdom that all her paths are peace. In Proverbs chapter number three, and verse number 17 peace was one of the outstanding characteristics in the early years of the reign of Solomon this fact had been anticipated david said to solomon in 1 chronicles chapter number 22 verse number 7 through 9 then he goes on to the word gentle the word gentle here represents the moderation of heavenly wisdom The word for gentle conveys the ideas of moderation and forbearance. It paints the picture of a person who does not stand up for his or her rights, but who is willing to make room for others. It marks the man who's not a stickler for the letter of the law. When we think about the word here, gentle, I see that Paul wrote, In Philippians chapter number 4 and verse number 5. Let your moderation be known unto all men. Paul listed it as a qualifying mark of a church elder. He must be patient. The same word he gets. The wise man does not insist on getting his pound of flesh. When we think about this today. That we must be gentle. Not only that today. But. It also sets forth meditation. Preacher, how do you get that? The Bible says, and easy to be entreated. When I think about the meditation today, you and I need to meditate on the things of God. When we think about the wisdom of God and its benevolent aspects of wisdom it's far from above, I go over to Isaiah chapter number 9 and verse number 6 where the Bible says His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor and the Almighty God, the Prince of Peace. Today we can see that God is peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated. And you and I should be the same way. Not only do we see the basic characteristics, not only do we see the benevolent characteristics, but lastly today, I see here The bountiful characteristics. Preacher, what do you mean by that? He said, full of mercy. When we think about the full of mercy, I think about the mercy of God that He's bestowed on all of our lives. I think about how good God's been to us and how times in our lives God should have killed us all. God could have put us all in hell. But God, through His great mercy, showed His love for us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I'm grateful for that. It's not only full of mercy, that's the thoughts of wisdom entertains, but the things that wisdom exposes, it's full of good fruits. A person that is wise doesn't have to walk up to you and say, I'm the wisest man or the wisest woman of the world. No, Their fruits will show how wise they are. It's like a bunch of people today that say, well, if we're a Christian we should tell everybody. You won't have to tell everybody if you're a true Christian or not. They'll know you by the fruit that you bear. Lastly today, I said the last one was lastly. This is actually lastly. I'm sorry about that. James mentions wisdom's balance characteristics. Number one, it's unbiased without partiality. Our God today is not partial to anyone, but He loves everyone. He said He's not willing that any should perish, but that all. Notice this. A-L-L. All. That does not leave room for one person to ever reject Christ because they all. He wants them all to come to repentance. And then... It's absolutely unblemished and without hypocrisy. When I think without hypocrisy, hypocrisy comes from a word that's an actor playing a part on a stage, portraying a character that's quite different from himself. The great hypocrites of the gospel were the Pharisees who pretended to be holy and spiritual And they did not possess Christ. True wisdom will keep us from putting on such airs and graces. And remember as a Christian today that nobody likes a hypocrite. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Hope something that we said was a help and a blessing to you. We'll pick up in verse number 18 next week. And I look forward to doing that. And um, that will be the last verse of the chapter of chapter number three. So next week may be a short uh, lesson, but we will dig into that, Lord willing. Let us close out in a moment of prayer. My dear, gracious Father, Lord, thank you again for your help and for your touch in us teaching your word today. Lord, we pray that something that we said might be used to bring glory and honor to you. God, hide us behind the cross so that we're not seen, but that you're seen through all of us. And all these things we ask in Christ's name, amen. Again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you ever have any questions, comments, concerns, um, just want to let me know that you're listening. Feel free to email me, pastorsmith387 at gmail.com. Leave a comment, leave a review on Spreaker. Um, I know we're on every podcast channel out there. Leave us a review. Let people know that you're listening. If you're watching or listening to us on YouTube, feel free to leave me a comment. Let me know that you're listening there. And again, if you ever have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to drop me that email. I will not argue the Bible with anyone, but I'll be more than happy to answer any questions that you may have. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. Keep looking up. Jesus is coming soon.